Well, hello there. Welcome to another Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. It's the weekend already. Boy, has this week flown. And boy, we're into the weekend. And before you know it, it'll be a whole new week. Isn't that funny how that I'm, works out? I'm yeah. smart. In you, these yeah, things. you really are. I'm very <laughs> impressed. Hey, um, you you actually sent me a text message yesterday oh, about geez. a story that I hadn't seen, and I think you said that uh, it was in Newsweek magazine, which of course it was in Newsweek. It's kind of it's kind of it's not the same magazine it was 50 years ago, folks. It's I think it's basically online Newsweek, yeah. but uh, they still try to be relevant. And you said it was about uh, Trump. And yeah, I don't think they were trying to be nice. What they no. were trying to do, they're, they're, they're floating this out there. The gist of it is there is a thought, a rumor, a theory, whatever you want to call it, that Trump may have done a pocket pardon for himself mm-hmm. uh, before he left the office. Now, he could have done a pardon, that uh, which he could do. He can pardon himself for potential you know, accidental sure. or real crimes. And I guess, you know, you could do future crimes too. Now they, they were quick to point out, well, that would get them off of the January 6th, but it sure as hell's not going to get them off of, you know, what's going on in Mar-a-Lago. And that got me to thinking, mm-hmm. I'm going to, well, number one, you know, he did have the authority to take documents. All sure he did. He was have. president. Yeah. And he was president at the time. So that's not a crime. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they want to say, and they may say, well, he took stuff afterwards. But he had the right to declassify instantly. Right, exactly. He sure did. But, you know, it started out with a couple of documents, and then the mountain grew and grew and grew and grew, and it keeps on growing still. Yes. And we're going after this guy. And then I got to thinking, you know, the only way, if he does have a pocket pardon that he's going to bring out at the last minute, because... If a president does a pardon, he doesn't have to do any formality thing, run it through, you know, Congress or anything like that. He just does it and he can present it. There is a formal formality, but it's not required. And there's the hitch. It's not so required. you think so, that you think, Bill, that he's doing, he's allowing all of this noise to take place, knowing that at the very end, if push comes to shove in his back pocket. He's got an ace up his sleeve. Right, but I think the Democrats think that it's in a document in Mar-a-Lago. Oh, so you think they were they were uh, rummaging through his files looking for that pardon. How many important documents that could have taken down the Democrats? Uh, I'm sorry, you know, like Hillary, uh, the White Law, the, what, the Rose Law Firm, where yeah. they had the fire in the documents room. Bad things happen. Sure. Bleach, uh, bleach bidding, bleach bidding uh, yeah. the phone, phones, yeah. and then smashing Taking, them with a hammer. I was going to say, yeah. Damn, hammer, why did you <laughs> yes. do that? It was the hammer's fault. Yeah, <laughs> you know, why did you do that? That was evidence that could have taken me down. Oh. And, and, of course, they just completely ignore it. The left and the Democrats just completely look the other way when it comes to Hillary. Nothing to see there. <laughs> so... Yeah, so my contention is for them to on a on a big podium like they've got their Newsweek, so they got a podium. Whether you believe the left news or not, and it's all left news, why is that story of any relevance unless they're afraid of it? Because if they can't take him down, his numbers keep growing and growing and growing. And now, well, I don't know whether you heard this or not, Bill. This is along the same lines. Special counsel Jack Smith has asked Judge Tanya Chutkin for a gag order yeah. for President Trump uh, as of the uh, 2020 as the 2024 election uh, goes into full swing. Here's what President Trump had to say. Every time the radical left Democrats, Marxists and communists and fascists indict me, I consider it a great badge of honor. I really do. <laughs> Because in a true sense, I'm being indicted for you. Thanks a lot, everybody. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And did you see today that deranged Jack Smith, he's the prosecutor, he's a deranged person, wants to take away my rights uh, under the First Amendment, wants to take away my right of speaking freely and openly. Never forget, our enemies want to stop us because we are the only ones that can stop them. 
They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. I'm standing here. Standing. It's amazing. Uh, he he's so he's so right about what he's saying. He's he's taking the the jabs for us. But this guy this guy Smith, he goes in front of Tanya Chutkin, the judge, asks for a gag order. First of all, remember earlier this week, Trump asked to uh, have a change of venue. He doesn't want to be right. in Chutkin's uh, courtroom. So you know that Chutkin and Smith are a tag team. They really work together. So. Don't be right. surprised if she comes down next week and puts a gag order on the president. Now, think about, think about this. He can go out uh, and do right now and do a, a rally and talk about just about anything he wants to because he's, he's running for re-election. He talks about topical stuff. He talks about Biden and, and his corruption. He talks about the attacks from Jack Smith and his cronies. That's all part of it. That's all part of what what Trump's story is. If he gets Chutkin to shut him down, then what's he going to do when he goes out? What's he going to do when he goes out on a, on a rally stump? Is he going to is he going to be able to talk about anything, or, or uh, is every word going to be uh, judged by this guy Smith and Chutkin? And and then how do you do that to a presidential candidate? You know, it's it's like uh, it's like saying to uh, uh, Lincoln and Kennedy during the debate. Well, one of you can't talk at all. The other one can talk all they want, uh, defend well. themselves, lie about what they want to lie about, but the other one can't talk at all. I mean, well, he, Jack Smith. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say Jack Smith is going. Well, you know, he might taint the jury in the upcoming trial. Might taint it. What a joke! Everything he says. Well, okay, if that is the truth. Then if you put the gag on Trump, why don't you go get the ball gag and wear it yourself That's and right. shut the hell up? Because what you're spewing will taint the jury of as course, well but that's and okay. with the media. No, it's no, not okay. That's o- no, that's okay for Democrats. No, 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 no. The Democrats think that that's perfectly fine. They have Damn a right. Rats. They have a right to... Uh, they have a right to, to make it so that you can't do something, but they can do it all, all they want. I mean, look, we were just talking about Hillary. I remember watching the press conference when that coward uh, Comey stood in front of the world and said, uh, there sure is something here that could be prosecuted, but no prosecutor would ever prosecute him, so we're not going to prosecute Hillary. It was like, what is she talking about? What is he talking about? She is a, a crook, a criminal. She's done something wrong. She took a hammer, like Bill said, to the hard drives and smashed them to smithereens. And and the FBI knows it, and they're going to allow it to happen? No big Do deal? Do you know, well, that, yeah, that's destroying evidence. That's a crime, right? It sure is. How many crimes has she committed above and beyond just what we're talking about? Oh, listen, if, if you want to go into uh, uh, speculation... Uh, we could we could be here for a whole show talking about things that supposedly the Clintons have done that have been you know illegal. But it would again it would be considered by many to be speculation, and uh, we should maybe uh, not go there right now. But uh, I mean, we could talk about uh, Vince Foster. We could talk about a, a lot of uh, people who were connected to the. The the what they call it the Arkansas Mafia, that's the mm-hmm. Clint the Clinton gang who all of a sudden met an untimely death, but we're not going to get go there because uh, it's again it's it's speculation. But right, uh, it, it just they don't play by the same rules that that everybody else does. They don't play by the same rules that they expect Trump to play by. I mean, Trump has been probably. Whether you like him or not, he's probably been the most honest politician in the last 50 years. You know, I mean, you may be going, oh, Trump is a bad guy. No, he has been honest to a fault. I mean, the guy, he never took a paycheck. Can, Can Biden say that? Can Obama say that? Never took a paycheck. He He donated his money. To different government charities, the to uh, veterans and things like that, uh, no one else did that. 
So he and wasn't. No one's going to hear about that, though. Anything Trump has, you know, done good, that's bad to talk about. Anything that they perceive as bad, that's good to talk about. Yep. You know, that's just the way the Democratic uh, machine works. By the way, uh, Biden has got a new nickname for uh, Trump, which I think is kind of stupid, but I get what Biden he's has to a do. new nickname for Trump? Yeah, Donald Hoover Trump. Oh, good. Joe, go back to the drawing board, really. Well, yeah, you know, he had a problem with that. So, you know, Joe's taking another <gasps> vacation. Yeah. He's I on vacation. Yeah. Yes, yeah, folks, he's in well, Delaware. Well, you know, he hasn't had enough. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think I have a. Um, I've heard that before about Joe. He's it never said uh, Biden has spent 384 days, 384 days. Over a year and two years. 39.6% of his presidency on vacation. With no visitor logs. Now think about that for a second. When he's been on vacation, no visitor logs, which means he can have anybody stop by the house and talk about anything and there's no record. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Amazing. So, yeah, are his handlers coming in saying, Joe, shut up and just read the teleprompter? Yeah. Got to make bigger and slow. Go, 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 go slower. Otherwise, I got to tell my, 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 my story. You know, I, I once was a dam builder, and I fell into concrete yeah. below. Yeah, you know, when I used to fly jet airplanes, um, this guy, he doesn't... I opened the window and got sucked out and uh, went through the engine, and he, here I am. One of, one of his most recent ones is he talks about uh, coming to Pittsburgh and seeing the bridge in Pittsburgh collapse. Of course, that, Sorry, that, Joe. that never happened. He came hours later. He had been coming to Pittsburgh to speak at the convention center, and apparently the bridge collapsed like at 7.30 in the morning that day. So they figured, ooh, it'll be a great photo op. So we'll bring Joe by like at 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and he can stand about a half a mile from the bridge and talk about the bridge and all these other things, and which is what he did. But he didn't see the bridge collapse. Joe was nowhere near Pittsburgh when the bridge went down. I mean, the guy, he's a, he's a chronic compulsive liar. He just liar. cannot, he cannot stop himself from inserting himself into a story. I just heard him, I just, just, I just heard him speaking in front of a, a, a Jewish organization, talking about he was brought up in a. Uh, in a synagogue down the street. Now oh, you realize geez. you realize he was brought up in the Italian neighborhood too, and of course he was also brought up by the Puerto Rican neighbors down the road. I mean, every time he speaks in front of some ethnic organization, he says that he grew up there. I, I was. Right. Uh, let let you know. me ask you a question. So he's he's part Jew. Yeah. He's part Italian. Yeah. He's part black. Yeah, He's part black. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Yes, absolutely. Oh, uh, oh I remember. Is he he's, Irish? Uh, no, he's he's Irish. He's uh-huh. Nordic. He's Swedish. Uh huh. But he's mostly white trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, I'm telling you right yeah. now, I'm white, yeah. and I can I can point out white trash. And Joe is white. Do you remember trash. the do you remember the video of him? Take him away. You remember the video of him? We've seen it. I don't have the audio with it. Where it was 1988, and he's talking to reporters, and a reporter asked him about his education, and he lied. He he's, lied. Yeah. He said, "I graduated with two scholarships from so and so. I was in the higher third of my law my law school class, and then I decided law wasn't for me, and I dropped out. And then I got back into law when I decided law really was for me, and I was in the top third again. I was a uh, Rhodes Scholar. Uh, this, this. I mean." And at the time, the media, they were basically honest. At the time, they, they did some fact-checking, and they said it didn't happen. Joe was 79th out of 84 in his law school class. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. I mean, they just checked off everything he said as being a lie, and it was such a devastating thing for him because he got caught red-handed that he had to drop out of the uh, run for the presidency back then, but that was his first run. And people were saying, I can remember this because I was a younger man. I can remember people saying, what a liar. This guy should, This guy will never be president. That guy, thank God we caught him. He should never be president. 
all of a sudden, I mean, we're talking 40 years later or 30, 32 years later, and we've got him as president. And what's worse is that he's he's cognitively screwed up, too. So we had that liar and we have a guy who's got uh, some type of dementia. You know, oh, it, it, we and are he's a so- sexual deviant. He was then he is now. Don't get me going on the Jill uh, Joe uh, relationship and what happened to yeah. really happened to uh well what happened between them and what well, happened between y- him and his ex Yeah go ahead no if you wanted to, to be I'm, Well no I I'm saying you know that that accident Yeah I I I I think I'm not saying he caused the accident directly but indirectly yeah because Jill and Joe were have you know uh, according to her ex they were having an affair. That's right. Her, and her, they her were having an affair. And so the former Mrs. Biden gathered up the kids, got in the car, and was very distraught and had an accident. Was the accident an accident? Or did she say, I'm, you know, was Who she knows? at that yeah. middle point? You yeah. know, to where she just said, that's it. Jill's the kids were all. Jill's first husband. It was, I think, his Corvette that the, that the first uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's when it came to light. Yeah, because Joe, Joe, was, Joe was driving, driving. when they had the accident. Yeah, exactly. And I was going, who was driving the vet? Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden. Ha! Yeah. yeah. Why was he driving the My vet, vet yeah. of a married assistant? And they were just out, da-da-da-da-da, having a good time. Yep. Yeah, and and you see, Joe, he likes to go... No, it's, he, he likes to go swimming naked and walk... He used to walk through the... Vice presidential White House, you know, yep. naked, cobra on the loose, because he thought that he had something to be proud of, and uh, he he thought that every woman wanted him. And you ask staffers that have worked inside the offices where Joe was, he didn't just sit there and try to digitize one. He digitized a lot, thinking yeah. that they wanted it, but nobody had the co- cojones to stand up to him. Yep. Uh, he is not a nice guy. He's not. Your, oh, he's a piece of crap. He's, he's white trash. He's not your grandfather. He is, uh, like Bill said, he's a he's a bad guy. He's a yeah, bad guy. He, look, he showered with his daughter. He fondles kids now. You know, sniffs you put their all hair. that together. Yeah, sniffs their hair. And by the way, the United States, under his presidency and his vice presidency, uh, quickly became the number one. Trial trafficking importer. Isn't that amazing? Hmm. Think I about, don't think there's a connection think, there, but I'm just thinking. No, you know. think about that for a second, folks. He is in, His administration didn't just allow it to happen. It literally created an environment that made it easier for it to happen. I mean, up until Biden became president, there was a lot. It was difficult to traffic across the border. We had guards. We had uh, a barrier of some kind. We, even with, with, with President Trump, he was putting up that beautiful high wall, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when Biden comes in from day one, from day one, he, he doesn't just stop the, the wall from being built, but he removes the, the, uh, the, un, the, the parts of the wall that were not used yet. He actually moved them away from the, the area. I think he sold them to a, another company. Uh, he, he, he told the border patrol, stand down, stand down. If they're coming across, uh, help them get across the border and then put them on a bus and send them on their merry way. You know what they did uh, a couple of days ago in San Diego? These two massive, uh, White buses, no markings on them whatsoever, mm. pull into San Diego, packed with illegals. They literally pulled into downtown San Diego, and they opened the doors, and they just let them go. No yeah. instructions, no no telling them where they are or what they're supposed to do. They just dumped them in the city of San Diego. I mean, mm. this is what Biden and his cronies are doing. Yeah, uh, you know, and I I heard um, I heard somebody say yesterday, and it's so true. It's not just in the Southwest; 
It's all no, over. It's, it's in Boston. Everywhere. It's in Portland, Maine. It's in uh, Burlington, Vermont. It's in Albany. It's in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Harrisburg. You name the city right now, and they've got t- uh, tons of illegals roaming the streets uh, and living off the tax-paying American. For example, you heard what happened in New York yesterday, Bill? Um, oh yeah, all the riots and yeah, protests because the, of everything going. On. Yeah, the, we are on the we're on a powder keg, and you know mainstream America slowly is waking up. You 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 need to shake uh, your neighbors that are mainstreamers like you, and get them to wake up and look around. They're not going to be too happy when they sit there and open their eyes because what's going on? We we may have passed the point. Uh, there's never a point of no return, but it's how. You know, it's like uh, waking up one day and you look in the mirror and go, where'd that fat guy come from, that fat, unhealthy guy? You got to turn it around. Now, it's never too late, but you may not, you may get the course corrected, but it might not, you might not get back to where you want to go is what I'm trying to say. When I used to work in New York, the Roosevelt Hotel, which was uh, on the Vanderbilt Avenue side of Grand Central Terminal, um, Mm. it, it was a beautiful, old stately, uh, prestigious hotel. Well, it, it ran into hard, hard times over the past uh, 45 years or so, but the, I guess the city kind of runs it now. Well, they turned that beautiful hotel into a way station for illegals. Literally, they opened up all the rooms to the illegals, and now they're fed there, they sleep there, with with no rent, by the way. They're just allowed to stay there, and... So right in front of the Roosevelt Hotel yesterday, AOC and uh, Jerry Nadler and all of those woke morons on the left decided to have a press conference to tell New Yorkers to be more patient, to bear with what's happening in New York, the destruction of your city. I mean, just get used to it. Well, here's what happened. Listen. The American dream. We believe in it. And we will fight for it. With that? Yes, and ultimately I think that there are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is there is consensus here across geography and states on increased federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. The second is to allow for work authorizations. So that I mean, I could go on and on and on. What you're hearing in the background is they shouted her down. That's AOC trying to spew her socialist venom and vile, and and the New Yorkers have had it. No more. They don't want it. As a matter of fact, one of the New Yorkers said, and and I guess uh, they were, they were cut off. They they said, "What do you think about what happened? What AOC said today?" And the New Yorker said, there isn't a place and a street in New York that she'll be able to walk down. I guarantee. And they cut her off. They cut him off. Of the, course uh, they did. The, yeah. uh, and that was Fox. Uh, Harris Faulkner, which I was surprised. She, she cut the, uh, the, the mm. interview off. But, but it's true. That's exactly where they're going right now. New Yorkers are a slightly different bunch. I, I'm going to play something, Bill. This is a mom from oh, New York. Yeah. And um, I want you, she is not Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny, but she kind of looks like uh, Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny, and she kind of sounds like Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. There's only one way of playing this to really get her feeling, and that's to play it the way she said it. Listen. New York parents, you keep making fucking noise, okay? Because this governor does not give a fuck about our kids, okay? They said, listen, kids come to school, you cannot turn them away based on their immigration status. They don't speak English, you need to find somebody who can speak their language. I'm sorry, what the fuck did you just say? Because I'll tell you right now, when my kids went to school, every fucking time I had to register a kid, I needed a mortgage paper, I needed a tax bill, I needed utility fucking bills, birth certificates, vaccination fucking records, okay? My kids had to be up to date on their polio, on their MMR, on their DPT, on their fucking parvo and rabies and shit like that, okay? Now you know all these kids in the school that have nothing. So I had to protect everybody else's kids. I had to follow all these rules, but now fuck it. Fuck 
it. We're just going to throw it out to the wayside because you have a little bit of a fucking crisis. No. No, it doesn't work like that. You know what else doesn't work? What else doesn't work is that I have a vehicle that is licensed and registered and insured. You got all these little electric things, these scooters, these mopeds that have nothing. And they're being used all over the city because the migrants have to learn how to make money. They have to be able to deliver food. They have to be able to run fucking errands with what money. I have no idea. However... What happens when one of these little fucking mopeds hits my car and they don't have insurance? Who's going to pay that? Me? Of course I am. I'm not going to drive around in a piece of shit fucking car, okay? This is ridiculous. This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And you know where it starts? It starts at the top with Bobo, okay? You know, the non-mask wearing. I don't give a fuck about a veteran. I'm going to walk off the stage and I'm a complete fucking moron. So Harris is going to be president. That guy, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. But parents, like I said, you keep going. Because even the most liberal fucking parents out there that I've seen are pissed. Are pissed. We had to stay in a district that we paid taxes in. And now our schools are a fucking nightmare. It's a shit show at all goes it doesn't matter you know when your kid starts coming home with measles and fucking polio remember a couple years ago that was a big thing it's coming back it's coming back fucking hope is a moron okay that's uh that's a real new york mom it's viral her response uh it, it's a little tough you know if you're a gentle soul who doesn't hear that regularly uh but i can tell you having worked in new york i heard it more than once from native New Yorkers, it's kind of like part of their lexicon. You know what I'm saying? It means how they talk in New York. You know, I mean, uh, it's uh, the New York style, and they don't—they uh, don't cut any corners. They actually cut right to the chase, as they would say. Uh, I think that they're going to run into a major problem in New York. I mean, I'm talking about—you uh, saw it yesterday at the Roosevelt Hotel. Those people who were listening to AOC spew her nonsense. They were have were not having any of it. They were shouting her down, and I would think that the next thing is going to be uh, civil disobedience or possibly even violence because they've had it. They have really had it. Anyway, uh, that's my humble opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And I can't hear a word you're saying because you have your microphone off, Bill. But it's funny how that works. See what. <laughs> what? Yeah, I hit the mute button. I he hit was, the mute button. He was carrying on a whole conversation with me, friends, and I, and we couldn't hear a word of it because he had his microphone off. I uh, muted the uh, darn yeah, that thing. So that's, that's an old man yeah, move, man. Yeah, yeah that's it is. an old well, man you know, move. I didn't have that button pressed, did I? My God. I didn't hear it. It must have been one of the grandkids yeah, yeah. growing around with the old, old man, man again. Those little uh, urchins, my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the grandkid's not here. Hey, there's, uh, there's a ghost running around. Huh? Speaking <laughs> of Democrats, you know this uh, New Mexico Governor Grisham? You know, she got uh, the, she's defying uh, yeah, the fact she, that there was a court order from a judge that came down and says, no, you have to uh, you cannot, uh, 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 you know, unilaterally stop people from uh, carrying their guns for 30 days. It's a violation of this uh, constitutional rights. And yeah. she said, <laughs> watch me. Uh, I mean, if if a Republican were to do that, it would be all over the news. The defiant right. The defiant right, we're doing this, and the defiant right, we're doing that. But if, you it's, know, if it's someone on the left, it's, you know. I got a weird feeling that if she got her butt booted, mm -hmm. uh, it might be a Republican that steps into that seat. So, you know, you Democrats that are sitting there going, oh, she's got it, she got cojones, ha, 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 you might lose that seat. And that'd be yeah. great. Could happen. Could happen. Um, also... New poll comes out uh, yesterday on Truth Social. Uh, apparently, Trump is six points up on uh, Joe Biden in six swing states. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, and North Carolina. Yeah, Joe's going down quicker than the Titanic. So, But they're telling you it's a tight race. And Biden no, that's is not neck a and tight neck. race. And look at every crap bomb that they've dropped on Trump. And he still takes standing. a licking and keeps on ticking, as they used to say. Yeah, it's like the old movie Stand Tall, you know, you know, the the yeah. that was a true story actually, too. But either way, you know, Trump keeps on going, you know, because he's on the right side. 
Oprah Winfrey, we talked about this a little bit this oh, week. She's she in was, denial. Yeah, she was uh, she was on TV talking about she just can't understand. Like she just cannot understand how people don't appreciate all she's done for Maui. Mind you, she's worth I think they said three or four billion dollars. One what has she done for Maui? Excuse me. What has she done? How has she helped everyone there? Well, now, her property I think she is said pristine. She, didn't get... she brought generators to a certain area. Do you know if you're worth billions of dollars, and and you let's say you brought uh, twenty generators, that's nothing. It's like it's like uh, swatting a, a fly off your uh, off your arms. Like, oh, that's no big deal, you know. Just tw- but she she talks about that like it's a major. Uh, major deal. Well, let, here's what she said on CBS this morning. Listen, you out. So all of the online, uh, you know, being slander and slammed, attacks, attacks, lies, conspiracy theories, really took the focus off of what was the most important thing, and that was the people of Maui. Okay, so we thought starting the fund with ten million dollars would be a great idea because. Any of, any of us who've ever been to any benefit, you know, you go to a benefit and somebody gives $10 million, that's called a good night. Yeah. Right. So we thought right. $10 million would start off the fund, we'll do what Dolly did, get other people to give money, and then we'll put it directly into the people's bank accounts. I was so excited. I was yeah. so excited about it. It's still and, a good idea. And then I got up the next morning. you still should be. Yeah. I was so excited. I got up the next morning and I saw all of this vitriol and I was like, whoa, what happened here? So this is what I want to say. I want to say that, you know, I think uh, in the beginning, so many people were calling asking, where do we give our money to? Where? Do? So I thought, I'm going to give people a place I'll to create. Uh, we're we're going to create something. And I still think it's a really strong idea. Yeah. Dolly Parton was right. Putting money directly into the hands of the people yeah. is a significant thing. And the model that's been created, I will say that as of today, 2,200 people have been cleared and verified. And those people are going to get a notice from the people fund of Maui and going to have the money. And it's working. It made account. me deeply mad. It made you deeply sad. It made me sad yeah, that we're at this state in our country, right. you know? Right, right. right. Yeah. No, everything, everything leads to this kind of polarization, even, yeah. even serving other people. But here's the point. Here's Oprah's point. If you take your time, your money, your resources, your life, and you give the love that other people need, especially in their times of need, yeah. that is the secret of happiness. Yeah. Because yep. happiness is love. That's oh, gag right. me. I don't know who that guy you was. Know, let's be know. honest. Oprah got all that property, some thousand acres? Yeah. For pennies on the dollar. She didn't pay a lot for it. So she's not really doing a damn thing. Yeah, well, $10 million question, dollars you know, is a lot. Yeah, it, what, it, what it really is, she doesn't say it here, it's $5 million from The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Five yeah. million from her and five million from Oprah. Now, if you what does worth, Dolly have to do if, with this? What does Dolly Parton have to do with it? I, I, oh, she's I, white. Yeah, okay. If, if you're worth, wait a second. If you're worth three billion dollars or four billion dollars, how much is five million dollars? It's like it's like a day's interest on your money. Maybe not as much as a day's interest on your money. If you have. It's billions nothing. generating revenue every single day for you, then $5 million ain't no big deal. Now, these are her, quote, neighbors down the down the hill from where she has property. And, the, and these people have lost thousands of, of children and relatives. And, and she, I mean, I've, I don't know about Look. you. I put myself, I try to put myself in her situation and say, okay, let's pretend for the sake of pretending that you're I'd worth. I'd be helping those folks. If you're worth three or four billion dollars, I mean, in all honesty, and something like that happens down the street from me, I would rebuild the city. I mean, yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but, and, and you know how much that would affect my my income, my think about it for a second. If you put a hundred million dollars of your money into Maui, that's a hell of a start. Uh, you know what I'm talking? And that now that's a big start. But what these people want you to do is they put seed money, five million each, into this kitty, and then they want then, the average Joe to contribute. I mean, if you're struggling to meet your bills, they want you to reach into your purse or your wallet. And throw in a five or a ten or a twenty, I mean, it, Look, it's almost obscene. To, 
Yeah, and she wants to go in and buy up more land. And watch, in time, she's going to buy up more land. You know, she is, uh, I got to be careful how I say this, but, you know, you talk about rich old white white guys, you know, and and the you know the it is it is a matter for, of, it is this is not a matter of of race. Well, no, it's not a matter of race, but what they would call uh, the the rich old white person and the stereotypical, you know, the 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 well, money changes everybody, you know. Yeah, so it's, she's the so she's the black equivalent of that. Yeah, well, and you know she, you know. You know, she, in, in skin she, color only, but she's just she's an old she's an old rich white guy. You know, from the moment that uh, Oprah Winfrey and The Rock started making uh, public appearances and and asking for donations, uh, the public pushed back on this whole thing. Yeah, well, the, it's a publicity stunt for him because you know, that ten million dollars, like you said, that's like taking ten cents on the dollar. Yeah. not even ten cents on the dollar. Here's ten cents. How much fame and popularity and money is that going to make me? It didn't make me anything. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, understand I'm, that. I gave I'm $5 million. Not, I mean, used to be that was something, $10 million. Well, it is something if Jim Harrington gave $10 million because he doesn't have $10 million right. to begin with. I'd be arrested, uh, for, to, I'd be arrested but, for, for, for making a donation where I didn't have million, money. If you were worth $50 million or $100 million and you gave $10 million, now that would say something. Yeah. When you're worth, you know, fives, tens of billions of dollars and yeah. you're giving $10 million. Yeah. All right. That doesn't mean anything. And I'm trying to do something from the bottom of my heart because I need that $10 million because I'm I'm Oprah. I don't understand. I, I, don't understand. I, I woke up and I look on the internet and people were pushing back. Of course they're pushing back, Oprah. Look at your bank account. You're worth a... Even if, let's say hypothetically, like a lot of things in the media, let's say they've been exaggerated. Let's say you're not worth $3 billion. Let's say you're only worth a billion dollars. Well, I'm sorry, $5 million uh, donation is still uh, a drop in the bucket, kid. A drop in the bucket. You could have afforded to do more. These are your mm -hmm. neighbors. And instead, you're trying to buy up property. Yeah. Uh, like how much, said. You, how much you want to bet she doesn't have somebody out there right now sniffing around for more land? And then her comeback will be, well... You know, these people were hurting, and so they, I gave yes. them money, Yeah, and yes, I did get Someone was going to buy it, and I figured it was a smart move well than I do it. that somebody that will take care of the property and, you know, plant new grass on it and then put up a big fence to keep everybody out because yeah. it's mine, mine, mine. Oh, speaking, mine. Speaking, <laughs> speaking, thank you, you wicked witch of the yeah. north. But do you realize that uh, they have put up um, guards around certain areas in uh, Lahaina. In Lahaina, they put guards up where there's areas where you cannot take pictures. I'm yeah. serious. Why? The, Why? There are areas now that if you are a journalist and you want to take a picture, you can't. They have got guards up and they're blocking you from taking pictures. Yeah. Why? Now, Joe has those. I got to go and look and, you know, from the footage of that, you know, we had him on a few weeks ago because he was there when it broke out, ruined his family's vacation. He's on a honeymoon now. He just got married. So, Oh, your friend Joe. Your friend Joe. Yeah. When you said yeah, Joe, Joe, when you said Joe, no, 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 wait, no, no, no. Joe you, Biden is not a friend. I was thinking no, Joe has yeah. been on a honeymoon for years. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah I, I, oh, you're himself. thinking about our friend Joe, the director. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. That guy. Who, oh, by the way, what what a what an experience! I don't. know. If you did not hear Joe's story, you should go back to uh, was it a, a weekend update program about three weeks ago? Where yeah, it um, was. It was either a it was either a Friday or it was, a Saturday. It was show. in August. It was in August because yeah. it was just after the uh, the the fires. The week after, yeah. The, Joe the, 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 Joe was. Um, uh, uh, Joe was a director. He's he's a film director. He, very talented young guy. He was out. Was he doing location work? He was out. He was out in no, uh, Hawaii. No, no. Uh, they have a friend that has a very nice uh, penthouse there, uh, up the hill in Maui, uh, right. and looking down. And um, but he noticed the weirdness going on. So it was a family vacation because all they had to do is pay for the airfare. Yeah, and and, and he but he there, was but, there during the fire. 
Right. He took along his camera, one of his cameras, you know, because yeah. when you're a film person, it's what you do, especially when you're young. When you get older, you're going, it's ah, too heavy to that. carry that thing. Uh, yeah. Forget <laughs> that thing. You know, I'm not going to do that. You know. <laughs> yep. But um, he did. And he got a lot of interesting footage of uh, and a lot of things that make you go, hmm, because, you know, one well, of the things the, that struck me was I think Joe said that every he only saw two police people, uh, police officers, and they two. were in different locations at different times. And they were, but the roads got blocked off. He never saw who, who blocked off the roads, but they were blocked off. Like they were blocked on. off overnight, and it wasn't two guys who could do it. It had yeah. to be a crew, and it was before the fire actually took place, and the the lines were already down, the poles were down, and the wind, like I say, was blowing the leaves on the trees, but it, trees, but it wasn't bending the branches. So you got to scratch your head and go, wait a minute, no, something on yeah. that story doesn't make sense. And, you know, if you know anything about circuits and everything, uh, they the, the lines didn't all come down at once and start multiple fires like they said. Well, sparks flying in the air. There's a lot of iffiness to it, and even the people there saying, this is not right. Yeah. There's something there's something amiss to it. But, you know, Maui or uh, Lahaina was not the, the, the only place that burned. There are fires that are going on in Canada that can't be explained out west in the, uh, uh, I guess, the northwest, overseas in Europe that are going on. Fires uh, are cropping up all over the place. Yeah. Um, what the hell's going on? I know. I know. And of it's course, global warming. They still haven't answered why uh, uh, in North Platte, uh, Nebraska, a tanker car filled with rocket fuel or a component to rocket fuel that was just sitting in a rail yard all for, by itself for no good reason just and it went blew poof. up yeah it wasn't it wasn't Kaboom. it had to be set off i'm sorry it had to be it had to be not in the tanker like they said it was i think it was their way of making that particular component disappear just like the other train that had what was it? Um, ammonium nitrate was it? No, yeah, the uh, sixty tons or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, ammonium nitrate. Yeah, never it, found it that. Had, they never found that. Well, it must have had a hole in one of the cars and it spilled out along the track. Well, you'd be able to find that. You'd find the trail, but no. Yeah, it's just gone. And they come up with the story, and you know, I'm sure we'll find it one day. It'll blow something up. You know, they had. Uh, Another thing that's going on in the world is Putin was being interviewed. Did you see this? Mm -hmm. um, I and, heard about and it. And he said um, the U.S. is showing their true colors right now. They are not showing themselves as being a true democracy because of the Biden administration and how they're handling things in the world. They're showing right. themselves to be weak, ineffective, and uh, to a certain extent evil. Now think about this. You have Putin calling our government essentially evil, uh, which is something. But when you think about it, when you're looking from the outside in, we've been involved with wars all over the place. It's like we just can't stop. It's like part of our, it's part of what we do here in the U.S. We, you know, we get involved with Afghanistan. We get involved with Iraq. We get involved in uh, uh, Vietnam, Korea. It's like we have to have a war going on. Right. Anyway, and we're pushing our enemies together. We have uh, the North Korean Kim Jong-il. He goes up to uh, Moscow last week, has a wonderful old time with uh, with Putin. They become even closer. By the way, uh, you know, he, he didn't fly up. He took an armored train. He, I, don't yeah. think he, I don't think he likes flying. So he has this armored train, and I guess he had to go right through China. You know, to go from North Korea through China up into uh, into the into Russia and mm -hmm. to Moscow, and uh, I mean, I guess it's more fun on the train. It's a little longer, but I'm sure he has all the amenities. He probably has a wonderful mm -hmm. uh, sleeping area and good food and well, entertainment. It's not uh, it's not a boring. It's not like he took Amtrak uh, commuter. Training. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're flying at 40,000 feet and the engine falls off a plane, you're in trouble. 
Uh, you know, That's if you're true. at ground, if you're on a train, ground zero, and the uh, the locomotive engine falls you, out you of the stop. locomotive, you just stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, time to get off the train, get in the limo, and let's go. That's true. You know. That's true. Um, also, Putin says that uh, uh, the British are messing around with uh, nuclear blackmail. They, uh, uh, it says, uh, while... Russian President Vladimir Putin addressed the plenary session of the Eastern Economic Forum on Tuesday. He spent part of his time on remarks about the special military operation in Ukraine. And he, go, he goes on and on, but he, I guess he says that uh, the, the United Kingdom is doing some, uh, um, uh, you know, I guess he calls it illegal things uh, with nuclear weapons. He's And, and essentially... He's threatened. He's saying that they're putting the countries in an ominous position right now, where there may be a nuclear war in the future. Do you know? And you know, war keeps. Uh, they keep throwing the the. Well, you know the 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 ominous threat out there of nuclear war, and the media keeps touting that. So you gotta. They don't do this unless they're they're getting us ready for something. How do you get ready for a nuclear war and total annihilation? How do you get ready for that? I I I don't I don't think anyone ever has. No one ever has. How so do you, why they even hell bring it up? Why why even talk about it in the but news? But I do think that the the, the left. I I know you you're going to think this is crazy, but I think the left in including in our country, the the fail safe situation where if they think they're going to be caught, if they think they're going to lose the power ultimately, if they think that things aren't going to go their way. Uh, they pull the pin on on war. Well, now, whether it's a nuclear war, I don't know, but I do think that that's the ace they think they have in their back pocket, so to speak. They they think that if uh, if they can't get us to do what they want us to do, well, they'll start another war. But this war, I'm afraid, is going to affect our country personally. I mean, it's going to be on our property. Well, yeah, it, it will be. We're we're the target. We've made ourselves the target over the years. But even if it's a limited war, and let's say we take out some of the missiles coming over in the sky, some of them will get here. But where, wherever those kind of weapons drop in the world, it is not just there that's going to suffer because that radioactive debris will get into the jet streams and air streams and go around the globe. And there's not going to just be one that goes off. There's going to be tens, I saw maybe hundreds. I saw spread them out evenly all over the world. We're all going to. I suffering. saw an animation uh, yesterday. Uh, it showed a weapon. That I guess we have. It's a drone, basically a drone jet, unmanned drone jet, that is filled with these small rockets, almost like small cruise missiles. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, so they we send these drones out after a fleet of military ships and we're at a certain altitude and the doors open up on this drone that we supposedly already have. And these uh, small cruise missiles drop down and I'm not talking about two missiles. I'm talking, it drops like about 15 of these small cruise missiles and they take out a fleet of ships in one fell swoop. I, I was thinking, my God, to be in the in the Navy today, it's like suicide. I mean, uh, there was a time when, as a Navy defense, they would have like a Gatling gun that they could fire at missiles that were approaching them, and uh, it would take out the missile and they'd be saved. But now, thanks to this drone that drops 15 of these uh, different cruise missiles at one time, it's like, what do you aim at? I mean, well, it's, something's going to get through. Yeah, you wonder about the technology. Well, they can sit there. If you look at your pinky and look at the size of the fingernail, half of that, actually a quarter of that nail, could be a micro-semiconductor chip. Yeah. Basically, a, a complete computer system that yeah. can fly a rocket to the moon, back, do all kinds of maneuvers. That can be programmed in there. You say, oh, Bill, you're full of it. You can sit there and go online and buy a little, you know, uh, uh, HD camera 
that has Bluetooth technology and everything in there that your sophisticated your phone or your Wi-Fi your phone can fly a rocket. But oh sure, it can it can tune into that little camera, that little teeny pinky tip camera, and look outside and get a nice big screen, your sixty inch TV, put nice video on it. So just think, if you got that technology to do that, you could make a little half finger size thing that has just enough power in it to go and target something very specific that makes the big boom and you could have what if I told you they, of those in case. What, what if I told you they have drones the size of bumblebees? They do. Yeah. That's how they spy. Yeah, you yeah. flies that and that little fly on the wall. I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Well, well they somebody can. actually made that a drone. <laughs> exactly. And it goes in there and that's how they because you can go in there and say Target is in location, yeah. and now, you know, that drone has the coordinates. You know, the person flying the drone takes a walk, gets away from ground zero, and you can call in the hit, and you'll take out your target. Look, we are a society that knows how to kill one another. Oh, so, and man. that's sick, but that's what we are. It is. It we're, is. Not a God, we're not a God-fearing society. We fear our own selves. You know, it's we're living in in a battle between good and evil, and some evil, unfortunately, walk amongst us. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they're out there and we're fighting from in here. Uh, they they are around us. Hey, if you want to reach us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Jim and Bill at mail.com and mail at Jim and Bill.com. And uh, Humpty Dumpty sat in the wall. And no, 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 no. And also you can uh, you can listen to us. Uh, it's We stream on uh, uh, all the different stre- streaming sites. Well, yeah, we're on CRN America. We're on uh, iHeartRadio. We're on Odyssey. We're on Spotify. iTunes. Apple, we're all over the place. As a matter of fact, if you Amazon. go to if you go to uh, Amazon, if you go to iHeartRadio and say just Jim and Bill, you don't even have to say uh, it's another day. You can say Jim and mm-hmm. Bill, and there we are, and you'll get the show. Like a Whoop, lot of people there we do. Are. Oh, you know what I found yesterday? I'm just going to mention it. You know, he's going to get all. He's going to get all. Some guy that I know mm-hmm. did a pilot back in 1995. Kind of really? funny too. Really? Yeah. Really? All the good, what is it, all good sports or all, something like All that? the good sports, yeah. All the good sports, well, yeah. Was it somebody 95, I know? 95, yeah. Well, I don't know. I lived in Pittsburgh in 95. I didn't know them then. <laughs> I was doing something totally I different, think we but bumped, I did I think know, we bumped into each other. I really do. I did know Woodson. Well, I was in my own little world there. But a guy by the name of Jim Harrington has the same name as you. Really? He's not a bad pilot. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, you know, you, it's well, out there. Are you going po- to are you gonna post it on our website so people can well, see I'm, it? Well, I'm building the Jim and Bill. I got to put that up. It's and Look, it's not going to be a fancy build, but it will be different than It's Another Day and the fact that uh, It's Another Day because it's the, the it goes to the master. Where did you find type. it, by the way? I should ask you. <laughs> Where did you find the, uh, was it on my website? I have no idea. That's the whole thing. I'm sitting there. I was working on something else for another project. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, you know, you do random things going, well, I wonder if I can do this. And I needed a proof of concept. And all of a sudden, that thing came up and I'm going, oh, all the good sports. What the hell is that? I think Wait that a minute. if I, I saw have... your name and I saw, so I looked at it and read it and I said, I got to watch this. No, it was good. I if you saw like the slapstick. I, I, I produced and directed a pilot. I wrote, produced, and directed a pilot for. Uh, it was supposed to be a pilot for a pilot because we really didn't have, didn't have a lot of money. Got a bunch of talented young actors, and uh, we shot it at the Rod Woodson restaurant, which is gone now. I mean, it's been he's a good guy, yeah. But Rod Woodson was actually in it for a moment, uh, and it was um, it, it it could have been something. It could have been a contender. You know what I'm saying? It, it could have been, been a contender, but uh, it wasn't meant to be. But it was a lot of fun and met some interesting people. Uh, and uh, we got it done on a shoestring, hey. and uh, boy, I wish I could do it again. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe someday. I remember those days, you know. And I was uh, well, I I knew Ron and Rod, and uh, I knew uh, Yancey Thigpen. You remember him? Yeah, sure. Uh, and then yeah, because I had him. Kevin, uh, did you know Kevin Green? I think you said you knew the late him. Kevin Green. Yeah, yeah, he was a, a very good friend of mine. 
Uh, but uh, we lost him just yeah, a few years awfully ago. Awfully young. I think he was like 58 when he won. Well, it was awful. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I, I hope his kid does very well because actually he retired from the Green Bay Packers for a while because yeah. he wanted to spend time raising his son, good dad. And Kevin was a great guy. The, the funniest story that I can remember is uh, we were over in Parkway Center. And uh, when they were going to the Super Bowl again to take on the rematch with uh, uh, Dallas, the Cowboys, and uh, he wanted to do a radio show. And I said, well, that just so happens I program one of the rock stations in Pittsburgh. So I'll tell you what, I'll give you an hour, an hour and a half. You can do whatever you want to do beforehand because it was really his last game as a Steeler. And so he did, and he picked the tunes and everything, and it was a pretty good show. And I handed him the copy of it when it was said and done, but we had to have all kinds of security. When everybody realized he was coming to the station, Yeah, there was a tsunami of people. So we had to sneak him up the back of Mount Washington and down the hill and over to Green Tree, and then coming in through the back door. And instead of taking the elevators where everybody was wake, uh, you know, waiting for him, he went up the stairs and you got to realize these guys are big guys, but they work out and they work out hard and heavy. And so as strong and as young as he was at the time, trying to walk up those stairs, seven flights, he yeah. actually had to have two people on each arm to help him get up the yeah. stairs. Oh, these guys. And I was like going, he was, he was tuckered when he got hey, up these, there. These guys go through, uh, they put their bodies through a lot. I was listening. We, in Pittsburgh, they uh, have a guy named Cam Haywood, who's a mm -hmm. ter yeah. terrific athlete, and uh, he suffered an injury in the first game. And it's a groin injury. You no, know, Cam Haywood is in his early thirties. You don't want an injury there. Yeah, when you're when you when you're a young man, and but seriously, it's he's not going to heal as quickly. And I said to my mm -hmm. wife, you know, he may not come back at all. Yeah, because you don't heal like you do when you're 25. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, you know, since I'm out of Pittsburgh, I, I, I don't know the people there. I, I was tied in. Uh, a good attorney friend of mine, uh, diehard liberal. He knows I'm a diehard conservative. We get around that, though. Uh, but he worked as an agent to many of the athletes there. And uh, so, you know, that was how I got plugged into him because I used some of them on the radio to do, you know, recaps. Oh, and well, we could talk so, forever, Bill. We're starting yeah, to sound, like, of that story. We're starting to sound yeah, like old guys. You know, come on. All the good sports. Yes. It's actually good to look up on YouTube. And uh, uh, Mr. Haddington uh, I do was think, the guy that... I do think it is on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's where you, you find it. It is on YouTube. That yes. was how I found it. Uh, I wasn't looking for it. I was doing. I was checking for another project for something in Boston. and, um, and But you, I might... All the good sports. I could have been a contender. Sports. I could have been a contender. It kind of reminded me of uh, how you did the intro of that thing. Uh, how they used to do the teases before the show would start. Yes. Yeah. Reminded me of the old series, the ABC series, Soap. Well, hey, listen, you know, the only thing that uh, separated my show from Soap was success. Anyway, friends, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> there you go. Give me the line. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say goodbye, my friend. You have a great uh, Sunday. We'll do it again on Monday. Oh, by the way, Monday, if I'm grumpy, you'll know why. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll know it's, why. Uh, Monday, uh, I'm having a procedure done on Tuesday. Yeah. I don't mind telling song? you a long way to Tipperary yeah. or whatever. It's, yeah, it's a, long a long way, way to, to Tipperary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Tuka. Tukas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a, 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 a I'm going to have a procedure done where the actual procedure is not as bad as the preparation for that procedure. If you know what I'm saying, I'm just leaving it at that, but hey, uh, I should be, a lot of people know what it is. It can Monday's be pretty messy. Program, I don't know whether you didn't say that. Anyway, Monday's program, we're, we're going to have a regular show. I don't know whether we'll be here on Tuesday. Uh, because you said I, regular. I, I, I may be a little late with, with Tuesday's program. Because no matter what you say from here, it's all. Yeah, you're, you know, you're a bad boy, and we're going to leave it at that. Have a great weekend, folks, and I'll, I'll let him take us out of here. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent.
He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze play from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam.